0: another episode of Access-Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play. If you've enjoyed the thrill of doing secretive tasks behind your friend's back, and hoping they never find out, and lying to them to throw them off the scent, you might enjoy social deduction games. Initially popularised by board games such as Werewolf or Secret Hitler, and then later popularised in video games by games like Among Us, social deduction games are about certain people having secret, hidden, evil roles, and working against the rest of the players to fulfil some kind of ulterior motive and not get caught in the process. While social deduction games have become pretty popular in the last couple of years, there's a couple of genre specific decisions that make playing these kinds of games difficult for disabled players in ways that they wouldn't necessarily be as difficult for non-disabled players. So today, on Access-Ability, we're going to be talking about social deduction games and accessibility. We're going to be talking about some of the things that game designers and game developers can do to make their designs more accessible, but we're also going to be talking about some of the things that you can do if you decide to run a game night with some friends of a social deduction game, to make that game night more accessible to disabled players who may be in your group. When playing a game like Among Us, with social deduction elements, one of the most important aspects of the game is making sure that players can instantly recognise each other. If you spot a dead body, and a player running away from it, you need to know who was running away at a glance, out of the corner of your eye, without ambiguity. Among Us handles this by allowing players to colour code their whole character based on custom colour selection. Allowing character colours to be customised means that they can be selected to ensure that colorblind players can differentiate them easily, and by colour coding characters, dyslexic players are not pressured to read player name text above someone's head in a panicked rush. If you compare this to Impostors, the recently released Social Deduction Mode in Fortnite, players pick custom character skins, which may match those of other players, and I'm not talking about different colours of the same skin, identical outfits, there's just two Rick from Rick and Morty's running around. If two players have the same character skin, you will need to either read and remember their username in the heat of the moment, or pay attention to a tiny, randomly assigned coloured square with a number in it. This is a lot more difficult to easily identify, and may make the game more difficult to play for players with issues processing information quickly, or those with dyslexia, compared to Among Us's colour coded characters. Sticking briefly on colorblindness support, at launch Among Us contained a puzzle where players needed to connect wires together based on color, which was inaccessible to colorblind players. The developers, in a later update, added symbols to each wire, making the puzzle solvable without color clues. One area where Impostors is currently more accessible to disabled players than Among Us is in terms of map availability during the interrogation step of the game. Among Us features an in game map during regular gameplay to help players navigate the map effectively and find the task they are meant to be completing, but Among Us does not allow that map to be looked at during interrogations. As a gamer with Aphantasia, a condition where I lack a visual imagination and memory, I really struggle to tell other players where I am on a map when I don't have the map visible in front of me as a reference, which often leads to me seeming suspicious in discussions. Fortnite Imposters allows players to pull up a map, including a you were here pin pointing out their location immediately prior to the meeting being called, which makes it a lot easier for me to explain to other players my location, or come up with a convincing lie about where it was. When playing games of Among Us, consider telling players that it's ok for them to bring up a map on another screen, perhaps even send everyone a link to the map before the game starts. Beyond some of these mechanical changes, there are some interesting accessibility issues inherent to social deduction games, that players may need to work around to keep the game fun for as wide a range of players as possible. Perhaps most obviously, social deduction games inherently rely on a certain level of deceit, accusations, and in many cases being the product of false accusations. Players with social anxiety, trauma around being gaslit, or simply anxiety around conflict may at times find games like Among Us difficult to play. These are inherent aspects of social deduction games, they're not things that we could just edit out of the game design, but that doesn't mean you can't take a few steps if you're setting up a game night, to make the game more accessible to players who may have set thresholds of comfort with these mechanics. Perhaps consider setting up a safe word, so that if someone is being falsely accused to the point of genuine distress, or is sincerely upset by something that someone else said in the moment, They can call the match quits, and take a moment to recover without it being seen as a tactic in the game. Consider having breaks between rounds of the game to debrief and check if everyone's okay if things got heated, and potentially even consider taking breaks to play custom game modes, such as the fan made hide and seek mode, which doesn't involve any social deduction. Consider setting ground rules, or what kinds of lies are acceptable and which are not, if there is a specific kind of deceit that's going to cause conflict with your players. Additionally, some players may find verbal speech during social deduction games more stressful and more taxing than non-verbal communication, including players with social anxiety or players on the autism spectrum. Consider offering players the option to engage via Among Us text chat, or Fortnite Imposter's quick chat commands, if they find that less stressful than real time voice communication. Lastly, bear in mind that in groups of players mixed between neurotypical and disabled players, You may experience conflict, where neurotypical players perceive disabled players' speech patterns as inherently indicative of deceit. If a player stutters when accused of being the killer, that might not be because they have anything to hide, but because they stutter when stressed. If a player gives a flat, emotionally dry, information led answer, that could be seen as a sign of deceit, or it could just be an autistic player communicating the way they normally would. A player who volunteers a lot of information unprompted might be seen as overcompensating to hide a lie, or they could be a player with ADHD who needs to get all the information out of their head before they forget it. There's no simple way to fix this communication mismatch, but it's something players should be aware of. As a disabled player, I've experienced being called a liar in games in the past for the above traits, and it can be really upsetting to be assumed to be deceitful, because of your natural mannerisms as a disabled person. My best advice on this topic would be to listen to your players and trust them, so that if they say, I'm stuttering because I have anxiety, trust them that they're not using that as an excuse to get out of something. Learn how your players communicate, and don't insist something is a tell of deceit if a player has expressed that's a natural part of their disability. Additionally, remember that as pointed out before, non-verbal chat options are available, and may help disabled players to come off as less deceitful for aspects of their disability outside of their control." While a lot of the accessibility features I talked about today are things that game developers and game designers can implement to make their games more accessible, a lot more of it is about the people playing the games. Social deduction games are inherently social, and as a result it is important that you take into account the needs of the people you're playing with. If you're playing with disabled gamers, it is up to you to be responsible to make sure that there are accommodations in place if that kind of game is going to be stressful, and if there's reasonable things you could do to make it a bit more enjoyable. Usually when I publish episodes of accessibility, I'm talking primarily to game developers. I'm either being critical of things that game developers have done in the past that could be done better, or trying to give advice to game developers in the future that they could implement and make their games better going forward, but This is a rare episode of accessibility where you, as a viewer who doesn't make games but only plays them, can actively take steps to think about accessibility and make your game notes more accessible to disabled players. This is a rare opportunity where I can, you know, talk to people who play games and say, maybe think about accessibility as a part of when you play games, and not just as something that developers do for disabled players. You may not feel that your group of players needs all of the things I've laid out today every time they play Among Us, and to be frank, most groups of players won't need any of these, but it's important that we keep them in mind, because who knows, maybe someone new will ask to join your Among Us group at some point, and they'll be disabled, and it'll be useful to know that these are ideas you can suggest that might make everyone a bit more comfortable playing together.